here's the headline from the Toronto Sun. Voting out the Ontario Liberals didn't come cheap. 38 pink slips that the Liberals will receive. Uh, you know, the Liberal MPPs that were departing, that were voted out. Um, departing MPPs own... Uh, owed parting gifts of at least $6.1 million in total. The Toronto Sun estimates based on the uh, MPP's 36 consecutive best earning months and years of service. Severance packages ranged from about um, 67000 for a parliamentary assistant with four years or less of experience to about 249000 for a long-term cabinet minister with more than eight years of service. All MPPs are entitled to severance if they quit or are defeated. And so this election's large turnover means far larger severances than the 2014 campaign when 18 departing MPPs all of all political stripes shared about $2.8 million in severance. This is according to the Canadian Taxpayers Federation. And uh, I had to go to the horns and get the expert here on, um, on everything severance. Lior Samfira joins us, host of the Employment Hour, tonight at 7 o'clock right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Lior... What is going on here? I mean, it seems crazy to me to hear that if you are an MPP, you're entitled to severance if you quit or are defeated. D- do people that quit normally receive severance? Wow, what a what a difference between that and and say the private sector because by definition, severance in the in the usual course is only paid to those where they lost their job by someone else's decision through no fault of their own because their employer decided to let them go. So no, you do not get severance usually if you decide to lose to to leave your job to resign to retire. That's not uh, that's not paid to you no, no matter what. Very different, of course, than for our uh, MPPs here, who are are guaranteed a very generous severance, not just a severance, but a generous one. Even if they resign, even if they've only worked for uh, a week and they decide to resign because you know what, job wasn't what we thought it was going to be. And there have been some cases where people resign after very short uh, stints. Uh, they're still going to get a lot of money. And, of course, you know who pays for that, right? Uh, we all do. Yeah. These severance packages, Christine Van Gyne of the uh, the Canadian Taxpayer Federation pointed out, are more than, in some cases, the average Ontario voter makes in a year. Where's the incentive to do a good job? Yeah, no, the, the problem here is that, uh, you know, if, if we look at it uh, fairly, is the incentive, the incentive, of course, it has to do with whether or not we want people to actually take this job to begin with. We want to get good people. Oftentimes, these good people are in the public se- uh, private sector, I should say. They're successful. Maybe they're uh, they're uh, making good money in any way. And we tell them, you know what, you got to come in into the public sector. Some of these people are going to take pay cuts going into the public sector. So we need to give them some sort of a safety net to know that if you leave, there's something in it for you. Uh, the problem, of course, is the average person who doesn't make $116,000 or $130,000 or whatever it is uh, are going to look at this and say, wait a second, I make a lot less money. I don't have any security. Uh, the law is going to be very different for uh, an MPP than a regular employee, no doubt. I want to talk about former PC leader Patrick Brown because the, the son also talks about him and, and PC MPP Michael Harris, both forced to quit by their own party shortly before the election due to sexual misconduct allegations. Nothing's been proven in court, okay? So it's just allegations. But they would be eligible for severance packages as well. What happens in the real world when you're dealing with something like that? Well, certainly if you resign uh, or, or if you're let go for cause in the real world, then you don't get severance. The only time you get you, you 
get severance if you resign in the real world is if your employer did something to you and you had no choice but to resign, maybe they reduced your pay significantly. But certainly Mr. Brown, Mr. Harris would have received not a dime of severance uh, if they resigned, regardless of the truth of the allegations against them, they would have received nothing. But because they're MPPs, the governing, the governing statute guarantees them a minimum of six months pay. And depending how long they work, they're potentially much more, a month's pay for every year they work there. And of course, these people make good money. So they're going to be seeing significant compensation potentially into the six years which, again, a, pub, a private service or a private employee would have received nothing at all. Um, we are also hearing that MPPs and staffers maintain their benefits for the length of se- their severance period. Do you usually get to keep your benefits during uh, severance? So if you are eligible, in, I guess, in the real world for severance, then yes, the duty of the employer is to keep your benefits going for the severance period or alternatively to pay you an additional dollar amount that you could then use to buy yourself benefits if you so choose. So yes, you would get that if you get severance, but again, these individuals may get it in situations where otherwise severance would not be payable, so they get this additional uh, value and benefit of having a very good uh, benefits package continued potentially for a year or longer. Well, that's going to make people feel a lot better about those poor liberals that have to leave. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I want to talk about Lindsay Shepard and her case here. Just go back a little bit here. Yeah. Uh, this is the Laurier teacher assistant that um, she was basically uh, viciously lambasted. Uh, she was uh, there was a campaign of vitriol after she uh, dared to air uh, in her class a televised debate by uh, Jordan Peterson, who is a controversial professor at U of T, I believe. And uh, it was on the Steve Pakin show, I think. And she's filed, uh, she was in, she was let go for her from her job, I believe. She's filed a $3.6 million lawsuit against two professors and a bureaucrat in their employer, Wilfrid Laurier University, seeking a million dollars in punitive damages, $500,000 a piece for harassment, intentional infliction of nervous shock, negligence, aggravated and general damages, plus $100,000 for uh, constructive dismissal. Here is um, a little bit of audio because when they dragged her into the office to call, you know, rake her over the coals for this, uh, she had her iPhone going in her purse and recorded the conversation. This might tweak your memory. So I don't get why I'm being seen as transphobic <laughs> by virtue, by proxy of me just just saying, just stating, just exposing people to an idea. I, I don't get how that label is not attached to me. I really don't. It's more about the effect rather than the intention. If that, like, obviously that wasn't your intention, but nevertheless, it disturbed and upset students enough. So everything's about those students who are disturbed. Everything is catered to them. Yeah, what are the chances of her winning this lawsuit? Well, it's a question of what is she going to win? And because I can tell you right now, in uncertain terms, that a, a $3.6 million lawsuit is frankly out of nonsense here uh, because the law does not provide for that level of compensation for what happened here. Now, to the extent that she can show that she was uh, improperly disciplined and, and, and targeted, et cetera, that may be a constructive dismissal. One of those situations that I was talking about earlier where she could leave even though she may leave of her own volition and still get severance. Severance for her is not going to be much. She's not an older person. Uh, And beyond that, the law is not really going to know what to do here because for her to be successful in punitive damages and nervous shock, she would have to show that the university or or those professors 
deliberately sought out to uh, set out to hurt her rather than they didn't know what they were doing they were wrong they were negligent none of that is enough Right. It's funny that you bring that up because we even heard, even though I thought it was despicable what they were doing in the office, we heard him say, well, I I understand it wasn't intentional. But I mean, they were clearly not feeling good about what they were doing. Absolutely. Uh, And punitive damages in Canada, unlike the U.S., in Canada, it's extremely difficult to get. And our law is such that unless someone sets out to deliberately hurt you, to deliberately hurt you, then you don't get these uh, nervous shock, mental distress damages. Now, I think this is a situation where it's embarrassing enough to the university, this thing ever happening, that she may have some leverage in terms of negotiating a proper and and potentially a generous resolution, but it won't be because the law provides for a lot of recourse here. It'd be more about the the public relations nightmare that this escalate, if this escalates, will cause the university uh, but ultimately, no, what they did was wrong. Not even a question, but nowhere near what the lawsuit alleges. So with her launching this $3.6 million lawsuit, even if she doesn't win, what message does it send out? Well, uh, certainly uh, employers have to, uh, and, and universities especially, where they're, you know, it's a body that encourages open discussions and acceptance of ideas that may not be popular, that you have to be respectful for everyone's opinions and, and you can't prejudge what someone is doing. And certainly you have to also be honest in the way you approach your employees uh, and and not make up allegations. So there's all these things that shouldn't be that complicated. Uh, And in this thing, yes, in this case, I think the university and those people got it wrong. They got it wrong completely. Uh, And I think they're going to be much more careful and have policies in terms of how to deal with controversial topics and those that raise them. And I think that's a very good thing.